Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the state, wherever you're tuned in or online. Welcome uh, to the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. We've got a good one. Uh, Jeff Ferris is going to be joining us a little later in the show. Huge supporter of Southern Miss Athletics, new sponsor of the Eagle Hour, and a, uh, a guy with quite a baseball reputation of his own. We're about to talk to Lauren Gross. Uh, one of the real stars of the Lady Eagle basketball team. But first, I want to remind you about Southern Bank Corps. That's where we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Bob Kelly, Luke, glad you're with us this afternoon. want to give a shout-out to Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our good buddies there. Great place to cater your next baseball weekend. Great place to cater your next family function. Uh, Dickie's, they specialize in catering, and they're very, very good at it. So we thank them very much for their sponsorship. All right, yesterday we had uh, basketball coach Joy Lee McDellis on. Last week, Coach McDellis and I were talking, and, uh, you know, she wanted us to uh, get this young lady on the show. It's her second appearance, actually, on the Eagle Hour. I had the pleasure of interviewing and meeting Lauren Gross at the start of the basketball season and talked to her about her remarkable academic and uh, athletic career uh, in Division One sports, and we're glad to have her back on. She will be the one and only senior Honored tomorrow night at uh, Senior Day uh, when the Lady Eagles are back in town. And, Lauren, thanks for coming back on the show. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we talked at the start of the season, and one thing we talked about was the fact that you're in your fifth year of college working on your Ph.D. How many more degrees have you obtained uh, since we talked last, Lauren? Still just working on that third one. Just just the third one, huh? Well, Five years working on a Ph.D. Kelly, my fifth year in college, I had gotten up to about 40 hours, I think. Yeah, well, I changed majors, I think, uh, once every year. So I never yeah. – <laughs> I was spinning my wheels. Lauren, uh, that's just really remarkable. And, and you are a remarkable young lady to have accomplished all that you have. Uh, when you go on the floor tomorrow night, uh, what's going to be running through your mind? It'll be your uh, maybe your last appearance uh, here uh, as a senior. Of course, there's the possibility of postseason play, but – been quite a year for you ladies. You guys are really having a good season. Yes, sir. I'm, tomorrow the thought process going on the floor is just trying to get that win. There's a lot at stake with this game, um, just as far as conference play goes and fighting for a, a double bye in the conference tournament. So we'll leave the senior night stuff to after the game and really focus on getting the win. You know, I want to mention this real quick, and I th- I'll throw it over to the guys, but the night that they had military appreciation night, 
and the and the soldiers lined up where you ladies were introduced and you ran through the tunnel, you know, with the soldiers. By coincidence, I was sitting courtside with Luke, and I was right at the other end of that tunnel, and you were right on the far end, and you had the biggest smile on your face as all of that was taking place. I, I got the impression you really enjoyed uh, that welcome that you ladies got that night by the military. Oh, yeah, that was that was one of the coolest moments I think I've ever had. Um, I know that we don't get to take part in the um, national anthem a lot, but it's something for me that whenever we do, and I get to look at the flag and that's playing, it just, I don't know, it always gives me a sense of, like, everyone in America has really stood under this flag and felt that, too. And a lot of times I think about the military and just what they do. And so having them out there was just really cool to me, um, especially the week before we had been able to go out to Camp Shelby and kind of experience some of the stuff that they go through and see some of their equipment, which is really cool. So I just really enjoyed that experience. I thought it was really cool. And um, the energy was just great. So I always love some good energy. Yeah, I could tell. All right, Luke, uh, get in here with soon-to-be Dr. Lauren Gross. Lauren, thanks so much for coming on the Eagle Hour. Want to want to talk uh, about your thoughts from Saturday, and then and then a little more about the season. So, so take us through Coach McNellis. Talk to us about the comeback, but you know, twenty down twenty-one in the second half. What what was kind of going on on the players' side of it, saying we can get back into it, and then you you saw it materialize going to overtime, and we're able to win that one. What what happened from a player's perspective uh, Saturday? Yeah, I was really proud of my team on Saturday. We've put ourselves in situations similar to that a lot of times this season, and some of them haven't gone our way, and we've kind of broken down as a team in the past games. But one thing I was super proud of our team for in this game was when that kind of stuff started happening, we really figured out how to band together and, and really just focus on coming back and getting the win. And I think that was really just a big step that we took in being able to come together – be patient with one another, hold each other accountable, and fight for the win. Yeah, and then, you know, you look back earlier in the season, started off red hot and then lost to Texas State, lost to Old Dominion, beat South Alabama. We all appreciated that. Then lost to Texas State, and, and you, you're looking up, and as hot as this team started, you lost three out of the last four. But then what? Three in a row. And and uh, so what's kind of happened in that little lull where you, you ladies struggled a little bit, but now you've bounced back with three straight wins? That just shows the grit of this team. This is definitely one of the most gritty teams I've ever been a part of. Um, this team is just kind of built different than the last few teams that I've been a part of here in that we're just kind of willing to do as much as we can to, to get a win. And I think we've put um, ourselves aside sometimes, and we've really worked through some challenges. And I'm just super proud of how this team responds to challenges that we face and getting back on track. Like you said, you can get in a kind of a hole after a couple of of losses that you know you probably shouldn't have lost. Um, but we were able to kind of rebound and focus on just moving forward. That's kind of been a lot of what we've thought about lately is just, you know, move forward. we got to move forward. we got to make sure we take care of the next one. we got to make sure we take care of the next step. So, so Lauren, really cool. so Lauren you, you, as Bob has kind of talked about, you winding your career down. I want to go back to the beginning of your career. You're from South Haven, so obviously your family had money to send you to Harvard and Yale and – you know, <laughs> you don't have to pay him any attention. All, all these big money schools. How, why Southern Miss? How did that all materialize? Yeah, so uh, coaching not recruited me out of high school. Um, 
And I'll actually tell you a funny story. So I was being recruited from Southern Miss out of high school, and I was also recruited from uh, University of North Florida, which is where I went my freshman year. Um, and so as I was making phone calls, I had decided I was going to go to UNF, and I was terrified. I was making all these phone calls to these coaches who had offered me um, to tell them, I'm not coming there. I'm going to go to UNF. So I pick up the phone. I call Coach Mellis, and um, I tell her, Coach, I've decided to go to UNF. And she, you can tell she was just disappointed. So there was a little silence on the phone, and I was just sitting there like, oh, my gosh, what's she going to say? And she goes, well, look, you're a Mississippi girl, and when you get sick of being that far away from Mama and Daddy, you call me because there will be a spot here waiting on you. <laughs> so a year later when I decided I was going to transfer into the portal, one of the first people that called me was Coach McNellis, and I knew I had a spot here. So it was, a, it was an easy decision because of that. But she knew. She knew she had me. Yeah, it's it's not it's not unusual, right? It's I mean, when you're in the coaching game as long as she has been, she's she's usually a pretty good uh, pretty good predictor of how things go or how things are are going to go. How's how's the morale now, Lauren, going into the, this home stretch? Now you, you mentioned this especially big game uh, tomorrow night because that that's a team that you're battling for first place for, uh, and you know heading down the home stretch now, two regular season games left. Yeah, I think um, knowing that we went to their place at the beginning of the season and were able to beat them on their court uh, speaks a lot of volume to what we can do tomorrow. And so I think we got to move forward with that confidence and knowing that we just got to play gritty basketball. We're going to have to rebound and we're going to have to take care of the ball. And if we can do those things, we give ourselves a really good chance to win. And I think also, I think this whole team knows the, just the weight and the gravity of like we need this win if we're going to set ourselves up for success in the tournament. So. Moving forward, I think we're just super focused on these two wins. We know we have to go 2-0 this week. We know that for a fact. So I think we're going to work hard to make that happen. Lauren, how, how much of a grind is the season? Well, you're going to class. You're pra- you guys do practice really, really hard. We, we joke with you about that and Coach McDellis, but you do practice hard, play a lot of games, you travel a lot. Is there a grind that you have to overcome? Yes. I mean, there's no question about it. It is an absolute grind. Um, I talked to some of my other friends who are athletes in different sports, and basketball is just a long season um, as opposed to different sports who, who don't play as long. I mean, we're almost in season for six months, and it's definitely a grind. We were talking the other day about our Long Beach trip when we went to California at the end of our non-conference schedule, and, and that, feels like, that feels like a year ago or over a year ago. It's, it's a long grind, but I think we've talked about, too, just being at the end of it and knowing we've put ourselves in such a – good position it's easy to look and see that light at the end of the tunnel and know we just got a a couple more weeks to push really hard and we can do what we've set out to do since june all right lauren before i let you go i'm going to tell you this i mentioned this to you off the air your coach said to me earlier this week that if you have a daughter and she grows up to be like lauren gross that's exactly what you want as a parent i don't think you can get a higher compliment from coach mcdellis than that lauren yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you set out and you do these things and you, you don't want to be a basketball player. And a lot of times it, it comes up that, it, that being a, a good teammate or being a good person, like that's the most important part of the job. It's important because life is so much bigger than basketball. So hearing those words from her just means the world to me. Knowing that when I walk away from this program, I didn't just leave a basketball player uh, or a record or, or points that I left something this team that's more than that and it's worth more. So no that's question. been my prayer since I started and I'm excited to be able to leave it that way. All right, young lady, thank you for your time. Congratulations. 
Thank you. All right. Lauren Gross, everybody. The epitome of a student athlete. We'll be back. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. They sponsor the second segment of the Eagle Hour every day, and it's a great place for you to go before every home baseball game. Now that baseball is back, pick yourself out some new baseball swag. Guarantee there's a lot of that. And uh, tell Miss Kathleen that her her very good friends at the, the Super Talk Eagle Hour said to tell her hello. I want to thank Lauren Gross, who truly, Kelly Sander, is the epitome of what college athletics is supposed to be about and basketball is tough when you when you go over the chronology of sports football is pretty much september october and november right you might have a bowl game luckily you know we did this year but one week in december when, when you look at baseball it's pretty much march april and may with a, a week or so in february but basketball they're starting in october now october november december january february march you know you hope that you're playing in march uh, so that's a six-month season compared to pretty much a three-month season with the other sports. So it's, yeah. man, it is tough. All right. Now, baseball tonight, going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we do, but before we talk about tonight's baseball game, I want to let all of our listeners know that Thursday, Thursday, we're going to give away a pair of tickets Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to the weekend series against Illinois. How do you win, you might ask? How do you win, Bob? Well, I want you all to be thinking about this because we're going to repeat this Thursday. And the first person that calls us Thursday with the correct answer will get two tickets to the weekend series against Illinois. And you're going to have to answer a question. And here is the question. And then I'll give you the possible answers. And you can be digesting this, no pun intended, between now and Thursday. So this is multiple choice. Multiple choice. Okay. The question, what comment does Kelly Sander hear most often when eating at a buffet? I know the answer to this one. A, all you can eat buffet doesn't mean all you can eat all day. You need to leave. B, please save some for the other customers. <laughs> C, you're banned. Your picture goes on the wall. If you come back, we will call the police. Or D, the seafood buffet starts at 5. You've been here since 10. You have to pay extra. Pick the right answer. Kelly will reveal what he has heard most often. And if you're the first person with the right answer Thursday, you will win two tickets to the weekend series against the University I, of Illinois. I have I have one, one critique, Bob. Go ahead. Go if ahead. it's a true multiple choice, shouldn't right. there be E, all of the above? <laughs> well, that's a very good point. I'm going to actually add that to the list. Now. E- but but I'm I'm saying it, yeah. it's not. I, I say that to say that should be an option. It's not that he's heard all of those things. So right. well, adds a little twist to it. But I think the question don't was reveal. Don't no reveal, no. But though. I think the question says most often. Yes, I've heard yeah. all of those. But which one most often? <laughs> very good point. Hopefully they won't run out of peanuts okay. this weekend. So, Pete, as long as they're peanuts, to satisfy everybody <laughs> who wants to come to the game. And miss three innings standing in line to get a damn bag of peanuts. Well, I hope that I just hope they're there for you. All right, so real quickly, all you can eat buffet does not mean all you can eat all day. You need to leave. Please save some for the other customers. 
You're banned. Your picture goes on the wall. You come back. We will call the police. Seafood starts at 5. You've been here since 10. You have to pay extra. And as Kelly illustrated, he's heard them all. But the question is, what has he heard the most? And you will reveal that Thursday. And the first person with the right answer gets the tickets to see the Illini and the Eagles this weekend. Correct. Tonight, you'll have to buy your own ticket. Uh, or if you've already, if you don't have one, you have to do something else. Uh, Golden Eagles take on UNO tonight at 6 o'clock. And uh, Billy Odom, who is the transfer, I believe, from Connecticut. I'm not correct. A school up in Connecticut, Division II school, Luke. Is that right? Yeah, Eastern Connecticut. Yeah. He'll be pitching uh, tonight. Uh, Jose Cabrera. Cabrera. Cabrera, whatever. Right. Uh, we'll be pitching uh, tonight for UNO. The Eagles, of course, uh, come off a sweep uh, of uh, Liberty. The Privateers come to Hattiesburg 1-2, and two, played a three-game set at Kennesaw State. I believe that's the team. Was that not the team that was in the regional last yes, year? Yes, the Owls. Okay, well, there's no shame in losing two games to Kennesaw State. Right. That was a really very good baseball And Kennesaw State was this close from knocking the Eagles uh, no down. Question. And LSU. Right. LSU. Right. The Kennesaw State was a handful. Yeah. So, Luke, uh, that there's no there's no shame in losing to a team like that. And UNO has always been fairly competitive with the Golden Eagles. They have. And, and when you look at it, I think we looked at this last year, UNO is one of those teams – it would really surprise you. I don't have it in front of me. I'll try to pull it up during the commercial break. It would surprise you how many times they've we've played them in baseball, and it would surprise you how many times more we've played them than other teams that show up yearly you know, on the Golden Eagle schedule. But, yeah, Billy Alden from Eastern Connecticut State. Uh, he, he threw this weekend, and they brought him in. Got He got out of a – you know, got the Eagles out of a jam, and I, I thought, you know, maybe that was just him, you know uh, – Throwing like he, like he, uh, you know, throwing a bullpen or something. So, probably what you remember early on in midweeks last year, they would throw, you know, the starter would throw two or three innings and then they would just, you know, Johnny bullpen it. That's probably what I think they're going to do tonight, especially if we're able to score some runs early. They need early in the season because Coach Barry said it yesterday. They've got to get some of these young guys in game situations to see how they respond so that when it counts, they know who they can put into the game. So you might see some of those freshmen, you know, throw tonight, um, that, that didn't throw this weekend and, and some of the other back pieces, you know, you probably see Towns throw tonight and some of those other guys that, that we expect to pitch. So I think Oldham probably will, you know, throw maybe two, maybe three innings. And, uh, and and then uh, allow the other guys to come in and, and get an inning each. This will actually be the 112th time. That's amazing. The schools have played in baseball. USM holds a 60-51 to 51 advantage. So as you can see, UNO has gotten their share of wins. The Golden Eagles have won four straight, including two last year, 12-8 to eight in New Orleans and 10-5 to five in Hattiesburg. But, Kelly, you cannot take teams like UNO for granted. No, when you go back and look at the history of the privateer program, Ron Maestri, uh, who's retired now, but Ron Maestri was one of the premier baseball coaches, you know, in the country, and he put together some great teams there. And of course, the Privateers play at Zephyr Field, what was called Zephyr Field, where the New Orleans minor league team used to play. So the Privateers have a rich tradition of, uh, of baseball. You don't hear a lot about UNO because they don't have a football team. Uh, they're in the Southland Conference in basketball and baseball, but because they don't have football, you know, you don't hear a lot about them. But they, yeah, they've been they've been solid, consistent every year in baseball. All right, guys, this is one thing that was different, I think, last year than in some previous years with, with the Southern Miss team. The Southern Miss team, it, as I recall, 
up until last year, kind of had a tendency to lose some of these midweek games. And last year, they pretty much stopped that. And I thought it was a big difference uh, in the team this past year and in previous years. Fair observation? It is. It is. And I'll tell you what I think the difference is, Bob. The, the pitching staff took one big step forward last year as a whole. They stayed healthy as a whole, as a staff. And I've made the comment, and, and you know, I didn't make this I didn't make this observation based on one weekend of play. I made it looking at the roster and looking at the history of the young men on the Southern Miss roster. I think if all goes like I think it can, when all the smoke clears at the end of the year, this will be a better pitching staff as a whole from top to bottom as it was last year. And I know that's saying a lot because Coach Perry on this program yesterday said that last year's staff was the best one that he had ever been affiliated with. And he would love to see that materialize this year, but I think there's a real possibility that could happen. Well, that got a lot of comment on our favorite uh, USM talk board. Luke Friday will be starting a, a new feature. Luke will be naming oh, it's getting thrown it off to me now. Okay. the most enlightened comment of the week that came from the talk board. That right, it's a, di- it's a different perspective. It's just a different perspective on yes. Southern Miss sports, and uh, put out there every day um, on on social media. Hey, going back to uh, how many times that that we played UNO, I'm just looking it up here in the media guide. So there's only nine teams that Southern Miss has played more than a hundred times in baseball: Alabama, uh, Memphis. You guys want to guess? Start guessing the others. I'm going to guess in this. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Yes, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. A couple more. Tech. No. No. South Al. South Al. Yes. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Uh, a, a few more. One that you're just the the most that we've ever played. The top team that we've played. I don't know who would that be. Tulane. There we go. Yeah. UAB and also uh, Southeastern Louisiana. So nine teams makes, the Golden Eagles sense. have played. More than 100 times. UNO is sixth on that list. Hmm, I mean, when you think about everybody that Southern Miss has played in history, for UNO to be there in the top six, that's that's pretty crazy. So it just shows how much. And and it's been these midweek games, you know, as you guys talked about. I think we actually play them twice this year. Yep. Got the play-by-play voice from Illinois coming on the show Friday. Had a great conversation with him this morning. He said something was very interesting to me. He said, there's little question that Mississippi is now – the universe for college baseball in America. And I thought that said a lot. And he also said they had heard a lot about the rowdy crowds down here and that the Illinois kids were really excited about experiencing that type of environment. So it's going to be fun this weekend. Go eat Mobe Beignet before get get sugared up. (laughs) What, what What would of those four comments, Bob, would he have been told at Mobe Beignet? They don't have a buffet. So they they, they uh, saw me coming. Save and, some for the other customers. Might have been okay. a good one. They can only cook so many in an hour. Right. Okay? You were like the tortoise. The tortoise, I mean, in the race. I, I'm going to enjoy and Luke savor. Luke killed you, but in the end, you, you held your own. I'm going to enjoy and savor every bite. That's Milk for sure. on top of it, as I recall. That's right. That's we'll right. We'll be back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I want to say hello to our buddies at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Slade and that gang, great guys. Appreciate all they do for the show and for the athletic department. They're located right in the shadow of the rock. Guarantee the baseball game will be on there tonight at 6. we got men and women's basketball tomorrow night. Uh, so lots of reasons uh, to go visit Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Also want to thank Jana King, the king of clean. That team has been working for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medical attention, eateries, stadiums, and worship. They can do the same for you. You can go to JanaKingCleans.com. That is JanaKingCleans.com. Quick reminder, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I want to thank Lauren Gross, uh, just great, great, great young lady from the uh, Lady Eagle basketball team uh, for joining us. Uh, just confirmed today, we will be at Pete Taylor Park uh, Friday. The, the one and only Hill Denson will be sitting in as a guest host for the entire hour. And uh, we will have the play-by-play voice of uh, the University of Illinois uh, on our show Friday. So uh, we're looking forward to that. He tells me that they're really looking forward to coming down here at Pete Taylor Park. Jeff Ferris is in the studio with us here in Hattiesburg. Uh, Jeff uh, is a new sponsor of the Super Talk Eagle Hour and a great, great supporter of Southern Miss Athletics. And and before I even uh, introduce you uh, officially, uh, Jeff, I, I, I want to point out to all of our listeners that we were uh, we were really happy to play a really small role in the effort last year to raise $30,000-plus for the family of Corky Palmer. You and Melissa Socher, though, you you were the you guys were the driving force uh, behind that. Take us back to that. Tell us how I understand it was all your idea to begin with. Bob, I came up with the idea originally. Um, we did some bracelets at Southern Miss Baseball, core, hashtag Corky Strong. Just felt like when Coach Palmer got sick that we as a community need to reach out because when you look at a legendary baseball coach like that, those guys are more than just – a father figure, a mentor, and all that. To us fans, they give us lifelong memories. Right. I mean, I can remember walking in the stadium at Omaha and looking out in that center field at Rosenblatt Stadium and getting teary-eyed, and my mom looks and says, what's wrong? I said, a sight I never thought I'd see. To see your Southern Miss flag there, and then you look at Coach Palmer, and, you know, he just – you can't put into words what a coach like that means. And what he'd mean to those kids who are away from home. And like I tell all the parents that come and come visit and are recruited here, this is more than just a business like a lot of schools are. These kids become family. They're part of us. We look forward to seeing them. We travel on the road and we can and support them. And that's the big thing with Coach Palmer. He always – now, would he get in their tail? Yeah, 2009. You remember they went on a bad losing streak. He took pregame away from them. That's where nobody understood why they kept eating the Uncrustables. He went to Sam's and bought them Uncrustables. When they started winning, baseball players are superstitious. Guess what they kept eating? Uncrustables. They did not want the Pobo expression out of that. So just a little funny intricacies that he put into the game. Yeah, and you're right. My wife made a good point one night a few years ago. We had lost a couple games in a row, and we got home that night, and she just said, you know, it doesn't matter how many games they lose. They're our kids. That's it. And I think that's uh, that's Entertainers. And, and you were really smart at the outset because you went and got Melissa Socher involved. So that's like pouring jet fuel on a fire. You're not kidding. You want to talk about a forest fire going, you bring her in, 
the wind is blowing full speed ahead because she is a go-getter and a hustler, and everything she touches turns to gold. Right. No Very question. close friend of mine. Yeah, she's a, she's a incredible, incredible. Oh, her and Keith, what they do for this community is unbelievable, and they don't want any claim or fame for it or anything. Right. Now you're a thousand percent right about that. Okay. Uh, you were telling me, uh, I just heard you say in the regionals last year, Oh, you got on the LSU fans pretty good. Yeah, you know. They, <laughs> Did he ever? They can kind of, you know, don't come into Rub our you the ball- wrong way. Yeah, don't come into our ballpark here at Pete Taylor Park and think this is Alex Boss, because I got news for you. It's not. Right. And we let them know real they quick. They learned that, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, they had a little, crew, little cruise lady down there got a little feisty. But, hey, at the end of the day. They got back on that I-59, headed down and hit I-12. They left quickly. Quickly. Yeah. All right. You, you've confirmed to me you were not the person that threw the bucket of ice water on them on that Monday afternoon. No, sir. That was okay. not me. You know nothing about it. Uh, I think I was in the bathroom. <laughs> but but you, you, your words, you do, when, when, when you get in LSU's cocoa, they don't like it too That's much. That's exactly right. You get in that cocoa, they don't like it too much. No, they didn't. But, you know, I was so proud of our fan base because I, I thought that coming in. I thought I, I hear about them. I know what they're like, but I think they're coming to the wrong place to do that. And they, they immediately found that out, didn't they? Very quickly. When they found out that they were trumped on seating, they didn't like that. And I was proud of our fans that showed up and showed out. And our kids played lights out. Oh, it was, it was I think, the most exhilarating sporting event I've ever been a part But, of. I mean, th- think about that, though. You, you, you come to another school's stadium who's hosting a regional and get angry that you can't get in. And so I, I, we still don't have a number, but – you know, there were there are actually LSU fans that, that we heard that joined the Eagle Club in order to get tickets. So we appreciate all that support from Baton Rouge as well. Take it any chance, we, any time we can get from them. But when you, when you look at the history of the Ferris family, though, for generations, uh, I think I think Miss Sarah, your your mom was one of the last graduating classes, if not the last graduating class of the old Hattiesburg High mm-hmm. downtown. The Ferrises and Hattiesburg have been together for a long, long time, and the support that they continue to give. Uh, the university. I just want to say that I'm appreciative, uh, Jeff, and and uh, to to be a Ferris in Hattiesburg, that means something. Yes, sir. You know, it's when you look at the thing about the university, us business owners here in Hattiesburg, we wouldn't be where we are without that university. And I saw a post yesterday on Facebook that was, it really hit the nail on the head. When you sit there and look at all your mom and pop business stuff that support us. But the corporate side of it, your big corporate restaurants, your Amazons, I'm not going to mention all the names, but they're not out there. So whenever you get a chance, support your people that are in the Eagle Club, support your local business, because without them, that stadium's not what it is and all that, because corporate America is not donating to those universities. Your small town banks, your your local pharmacists all those people doctors and stuff like that your local hospitals they're the bright the brainchild and the money backing that helps support that university and, and where would hattiesburg be if the university of southern mississippi wasn't here hardy street wouldn't be near as packed as it is no, daily it, just, it would it would not be the same it mm. would not be the same. all right about three minutes left I, I i know you've been a long time supporter of the baseball program uh i want you to Give us your perspective of Scott Berry. Scott Berry is one of the most 
unbelievable motivators. And I don't think in all my years of watching him, he made a comment the other day after the radio, after the game. And it hit home with me as a coach to realize he's always on an even keel. Now, he'll get in their dome out there in that meeting before. I've seen him get animated, and they deserve to get animated. But most of the time, he you never know if we're winning or losing. And that's what he preached to his players. Never get too high, never get too low, because this game of baseball is set up for you to fail. Period. Now, Jeff, your your forte is is hitting, but what? Give us your assessment of this over. I, again, I'm I'm taking a little bath from some people saying they think that I'm overstating the potential talent of this pitching staff. Your thoughts? I, I can tell you this. I told Coach Barry the other day, sitting there, and he just kind of snickered. I said this offensive team has a chance to be one of the most powerful offensive teams ever that I've seen since the old 2009 and 10 when they had the composite Eastons. They have some power. If we get the big numbers out of Sargent, Pato, and you add the new guys, the arms are there. What Coach O does is unbelievable. I don't know if y'all were at Sunday's game and watched the guy from Benton Academy, J.P. Middleton. Oh, electric was he? Good God, listed at five foot ten, one hundred forty-five pounds. We're all sitting there going. I told him he throws ninety-six. They were like, no way. First pitch ninety-five. He'd never throw a fastball below ninety-four. Five ten, a buck forty-five. He was electric. I mean, just explosive. So they're just – they have the potential to me, like Kelly said earlier, we shouldn't miss a beat. We have more options offensively off the bench this time to see that you got Reese Hewen rotating in and out, who was a tremendous player and is going to be a big part of this team. You insert Tate Parker in there. You got um, Wilkes. I mean, it's just the numbers. Russo. I and mean, then you have the Wizard of Oz. There ain't no doubt about that guy. You talking yeah. about a guy that'll turn around and pitch you backwards in a heartbeat? Yeah. As a hitter, what are you trying to think? Yeah. I got a fastball first time up, and I struck out. Next time he starts me off the breaking ball. Then he throws a changeup. Then he throws a fastball in my hands and frees me 0-2. I mean, the guy's a human calculator over there. No question. Well, Jeff, we really appreciate uh, you joining the Eagle Hour family. We're we're grateful to that. We're happy to have you on board and. Uh, we thank you for that, and we thank you for all that you do for Southern Miss baseball, which is a lot. And a and special thanks to you for what you did for Coach Corky Paul. And thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. And thank you for what y'all do for us in the community. It's great to be here. We'll see you at the peak. You definitely will tonight. All right. Jeff Ferris, everybody. We'll be right back. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. High school baseball and softball in full swing. And DBAT and D1 Training can help you and uh, your team as well. 
Softball was uh, supposed to be headed up to Mississippi Valley State last night. Rains in the northern Mississippi, in northern Mississippi, uh, have canceled that game. It will not be made up. So the Lady Eagles uh, not going to North Mississippi. They will get ready for the Hub City Challenge this weekend. Four games, two against Yale, 2 o'clock on Friday, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Then they'll take on Arkansas Pine Bluff on Saturday at 1.30 and take on Nichols uh, at 5 p.m. on Sunday. Natalie pulling her Lady Eagles out to an 8-1 and start of the, uh, of the 2023 season. Beach Volleyball announcing their schedule. It will open this weekend with the 2023 Hub City Beach Bash. Lady Eagles will open against Chattanooga uh, on campus at Southern Miss, 10 a.m. on Saturday. Men's tennis falls to Lamar on the road out in Beaumont. Um, yesterday, four matches to three. They will uh, they will take on Prairie View A&M uh, before taking on LSU um, this weekend. Women also uh, getting ready to uh, take on Lamar today as well, so men and women out in, in Beaumont. And then Southern Miss Golf, men's golf, down in the Bayou City Collegiate Classic in Houston. Finished 11th yesterday after that 36-hole uh, round. The final round today, they've moved up into ninth so far. They're nine over um, for the day. Robbie Ladder leading the way as he shot a one under on the day. You guys, I got to tell you, you know, going going into spring, I've never been a big spring football guy just because there's so much other stuff going on. The Eagles are starting spring football here. They're already, you know, already underway. Um, and I am going to watch with keen interest as to what happens in the quarterback position because it's no secret, right, that the Eagles are, are trying to focus on, on getting a, an everyday you know, starter, somebody that can lead this this program into the future. So that's that really seems to be the only position that's that's not clear. Funny you bring that up. Text this morning from Coach Hall. Spring football begins Thursday, February twenty third, runs through Tuesday, April the fourth. And uh, let me get back to this part of it here. Uh, weekdays uh, they'll practice at eight oh five. Saturdays they'll practice at nine thirty. It starts Thursday. We're going to be going out there, getting some more interviews uh, with kids. You and I just, I think I speak for you, we had a blast meeting those kids and being a part of the practice last year. So what do you say we do that for spring football? I'm, I'm down, but I, it, it'll really be interesting to see if one of these young men will emerge as the quarterback. And Will Hall, again, he's a quarterback. He's an offensive guy, and I know it's something that's just been a, kind of a thorn in his side. So the fact that the Eagles won as many games as they did and went to a bowl game and won the bowl game without somebody that they can truly call a starter is what just a, amazing. What a time we're in. I mean, of course we're all excited because baseball stars. We, we've now developed you know, a nationally elite baseball program. But here we are, there's huge excitement about men's basketball. There's huge excitement about women's basketball. And just like you said, there's so much renewed enthusiasm about football. There's excitement about spring football starting. It's just, it's a great time right now. I think in, in probably the 35 or 40 years that I've covered Southern Miss, uh, that this, is, this has been the case. I, I don't ever remember all the sports. And you can even put softball in that group now, too, with an 8-1 well, yeah, start. Of you course know? you can. So yeah. much more of a positive outlook uh, at, at the softball you field. You see, Mississippi Valley poured water on their field, so they didn't have to play today. I was going to say, interesting how that happens. <laughs> if the Lady Eagles were 1-8, and eight, uh, they might have played that game. You know, Poor Valley probably doesn't have. You know, that's pretty flat land. So yeah, right. if it rains, 
you're pretty much SOL. There's nowhere for the water to drain. There's Where literally is, nowhere for the water to drain on. Right. Where is Itabina? Itabina is between Greenwood and Greenville. Between Greenwood and Greenville. A little closer to Greenwood than Greenville. Probably 10 miles outside of Greenwood, and those towns are about 50 miles apart. And you know what it's famous for in addition to Mississippi Valley State? I do not. Delta Pride Catfish. Oh, is that where they're located? Then I bet you they serve it. Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Well, it's it's that breading at Fourth Street Bar and Grill that's the secret. With the Delta Pride, Cafe, you know, it, probably so a good combination. Uh, They're also of, famous uh, for Jerry Rice too. He's right. Yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, speaking of food, Mobe Beignet, great place to go this weekend before the uh, baseball games. Uh, Mobe Beignet, that's the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and it is the home, the corner of the famous Luke Johnson six beignets in two minutes and fifteen seconds. Calories don't count on Friday. And so I think that's what I'll do right after the Eagle Hour. Uh, Does anybody know what the uh, the syrup is this month? Anybody know what the flavor is? Strawberry, my man. Amen. Strawberry. I I challenge anybody listening to go eat one of those big beignets. And then imagine how Luke ate six in two minutes and 15 seconds. With garbage bags covering my body. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Because of the powdered sugar. He curb stomped you, Sander. Right. You know, he like, did. like Eagle Post, it's a, a very enlightening and, and unique take <laughs> on Southern Miss sports. And Luke, it's all of life. Yeah, and Luke will give you the most enlightening take from Eagle Post this Friday. I'm looking forward to that new feature. That yeah. ought to be fun. And don't forget. Well, I mean, we, Kelnack turned down our latest contract He offer, sure did. So we had to he find sure something did. else. He sure did. We put Hump to sleep. I mean, it was ugly. But He'll be back. To. He'll be back, I promise. Uh, don't forget, you got a chance to win two tickets to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday baseball. All you're going to have to do is figure out what does Kelly Center hear most often when eating at a buffet, and we'll have that contest Thursday. You got to go to one between now and then? I, I am the only one that knows the correct answer. Yes, you do. And the owner of a buffet. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but, there, but there is a correct answer. Yes, That's there is. That's right. Southern Miss. To the to top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.